Hello, everybody. I'm Warren Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to the Ministry Watch podcast. Last week, Logan Yandel filed a lawsuit against Canacook Ministries alleging fraud. Logan Yandel's lawsuit says that when he signed a financial settlement and non-disclosure agreement with Canacook, he did not have information that Canacook had that would have changed his decision to sign these documents. You know, here at Ministry Watch, we've been covering this story for more than a year, so naturally we were interested in this new development. We reached out to both Canacook and to Logan Yandel's attorney, Robert Thrasher. Canacook sent us a short statement, which we published in our story about the new lawsuit, which you can read on our website. But Robert Thrasher, the attorney for Logan Yandel, agreed to an interview. So I took advantage of that opportunity and spoke with Thrasher via Zoom last week. And in today's Ministry Watch Extra episode, you'll hear that conversation. Well, Robert Thrasher, welcome to the program. And I want to talk to you about this uh, lawsuit that uh, you have filed on behalf of your plaintiff, uh, Logan Yandel, uh, against Canacook Heritage, Canacook Ministries, Joe White, and uh, the insurance company that had represented them or has represented them in the past. Um, first, I'd like to start with um, if you could tell me about Logan uh, Yandel, your, um, your client. Tell me about him. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Logan. Logan's a great, a great guy. Him and his family became associated with Canacook, if you will, at a young age. Logan began attending Canacook camps down in Branson, Missouri, when he was eight. So in 2003, um, all the way to 2009, he, he attended uh, their camps there along Taney Como, uh, which include K Country, K One, and K Two. And you know, unfortunately. He um, was abused a number of those years um, by a uh, by a leader and a, a you know a purportedly trusted individual, uh, Pete Newman. Well, we will not process or rehearse the entire Canacook Peter Newman story on this podcast because um, it's we've been covering this story for the last couple of years and other media outlets have as well. Let's just simply say that Peter Newman was eventually convicted of um, child sexual abuse and is serving two life sentences plus 30 years in prison uh, right now. But so, and while your case does involve Peter Newman, I think the crux of your case, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Mr. Thrasher, is that is that what you are saying is that while Peter Newman may have been the actual perpetrator, that Canacook Ministries, Joe White and others in the leadership there, either knew or should have known what Peter Newman was doing, and steps should have been taken far sooner than um, they were actually taken. Is that is that a fair summary? That is absolutely correct. And so the nature of your lawsuit is what? You are representing Logan uh, to get damages for what? Emotional distress? Uh, is a, you know, tell, talk to me about the lawsuit itself. Sure. So the, the lawsuit is, 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 is fairly simple. It, it is, it's one of fraud. Um, you're right. We, we are suing um, the, the kind of the overarching entities that that run uh, Canacut camps, including including its CEO and owner Joe White, um, for what they for what they knew um, regarding Pete Newman, 
um, as early as, you know, 1999. Um, they, they not only harbored him as a, you know, person in a leadership position, but they, they concealed um, numerous incidences of abuse that were brought to their attention by, by campers, by campers' parents, by even um, some leadership um, leadership personnel within within Canacuck. and and they chose to conceal that um, actively chose to conceal that and and when it did come out um, in 2009 and then when when Pete Newman was convicted in 2010 they they chose to remain silent as to the history um, that they were well aware of regarding regarding Pete Newman and then induced individuals such as Logan into settling um, out of court for unreasonable amounts, you know, and, and then had them enter into these NDAs where they were prevented from, from speaking about, you know, the settlement itself, speaking to other uh, victims and survivors, um, and really speaking about anything that 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 happened during those settlement negotiations. So we're we're, we're suing for fraud, um, and we're suing for for really Logan's entire, um, you know, all of his claims. I mean, it, it, yeah, a lot of it is mental uh, distress, um, you know, emotional distress, but it is it is for the sexual abuse um, because he was not accurately he was not accurately informed. And, and he was, you know, Cancuck misrepresented a lot of what they knew to him and his family at the time. I mean, let, let's let's not forget that Logan was a minor when he entered into the settlement agreement. But yes, we're, we're suing. I mean, we're suing as if as if there was no settlement really at all because it was it was fraudulently induced. Well, but let me be clear about this. Um, there was a settlement and Logan did sign a nondisclosure agreement at the time. Is, is that not accurate? That is accurate. So why, why, uh, and forgive me for putting it this way, Mr. Thrasher, but why do you think your client deserves a second bite at the apple, so to speak? Right. It's plain and simple in our eyes. Um, we're going to, we're going to be battling out in court, but it is, it is mainly because he, like I said, the, the facts were misrepresented to him. He did not have all of the information he should have had. And, and Canacuck knew that, that they were, they were coming from the position of, of power. They had all the information. They chose not to reveal what they knew. And they, they induced Logan and his family into a settlement and into an NDA that, that, you know, grossly compromised the value of his case and, and really the knowledge of the, the full factual picture. So what, um, what happened um, between the signing of that settlement agreement some years ago and, to, and now when you're following this lawsuit? Uh, your, the, your petition, your actual petition uh, cites uh, a, a specific date, December of 2021, where your client learned of, you know, that there was information that he did not have whenever he signed that settlement agreement. So, you know, how, how did you learn? How did your client learn in 2021, December, the true scope of, um, you know, that caused this lawsuit to sort of ultimately come to pass? Sure. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners, you know, may be aware, but in, in December of 2021, there was an investigative uh, piece uh, put out 
where um, Will Cunningham, who was um, a, a past leader and, and director at Canica Camps, um, you know, provided a lot of information that, that quite frankly, um, no one had ever heard of or had never really seen the light of day before. Mr. Cunningham not only detailed abuse that dated back to 1999, but also specific instances that he was made aware of as early as, you know, 2003, that ultimately led to Will Cunningham recommending uh, Pete Newman's termination from, from Canacuck camps. And when that was brought to leadership of Canacuck at the time, it, it was, you know, that that's where the concealment actively continued. Pete Newman was not fired. A couple of years later, Mr. Cunningham was kind of reassigned to, to different, a different role within Canacuck. And, and Pete Newman was eventually promoted to, to Will Cunningham's position and, and was put even, you know, in a more powerful and more trustworthy role at Canacuck, where he was able to unfortunately prey on, you know, multiple, multiple campers. So your contention is that in December of 2021, you learned information, Logan uh, Yandel, your client learned information that, um, that he did not know then, which is that Canacook had all the information that they needed to fire Peter Newman and not only did not fire him, but promoted him. Is that a quick summary and a fair and accurate summary of what your position is? That is correct. December 2021 was the yeah the time period where all of this came to light or all of these um, facts uh, were disclosed. And so you think that 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 information, which had previously your contention is had been concealed, um, negates the earlier non-disclosure agreement, negates the terms of the earlier settlement, or are you suing on separate grounds? No, those are that that um, we are. We are using that disclosure in that time period that, like I said, that investigative piece in December of 2021 as the time where, you know, misrepresented facts or facts that were concealed were brought to light. Um, and that is what gives Logan um, standing legally, if you will, um, to to claim fraud and to bring these to bring these claims against Canacuck. For really his, you know, for the full full value of his of his claims and damages, right? Well, uh, Logan is just one of a number of victims that um, have come forward. However, um, very few of these victims have um, allowed their names to be associated with this. They've mostly been John Doe's. Uh, they both they've mostly been silenced by non disclosure agreements. Why? Um, did Logan want to go public? Why did he want people to know who he was and to pursue things in this particular way? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a really great question. And I, I really do hate to speak for him. Um, but we've gotten to know Logan and, and his parents very well. Um, this has been, you know, this, like I said, this disclosure came out in, in you know, last year, uh, almost a year ago. So this has been kind of a year long process of getting uh, to where we are now. Um, he is at, he is in a better place. He is at peace with everything, but also just making him aware of, you know, what happened, how it was, how it, it is considered fraud and how that he may have, you know, as you kind of said, another, another bite at the apple of this, but really to not only pursue the full 
value and extent of his own claims. But he, you know, he he's kind of shouldering this burden for for those other, you know, however many survivors and victims there are. Um, and if we are successful in this lawsuit, which we intend to be, um, you know, his voice can be amplified and, you know, potentially open the door for a lot of other victims and survivors who, once again, may may have thought that um, that their their chances were over and that, you know, with with Logan's lawsuit, they're able to really expose Canacuck for for what they've done for, you know, the better part of of a decade here, um, if not, you know, if not two. Uh, Mr. Thatcher, you may not be able to answer this question, but I would be committing journalistic malpractice if I didn't ask it. So um, let me let me just ask it straight. Are you talking with other clients? Do you, are you anticipating that um, that Logan going public is going to um, motivate others? And uh, do you intend to represent them? We we do not have any other clients as of right now. We, we've obviously been associated um, with with other, you know, with other survivors, we've been, you know, in talks with, um, other victims who, who have not, who have not survived this, this abuse they suffered. We've been in contact with their families. The focus right now, obviously is, is Logan in his case. Um, yes, there's obviously potential, um, to, to help out a lot of other Pete Newman's victims, but, but that's not our focus at this time. The lawsuit, and I've, I've read the petition, um, uh, about 11 or 12 pages long, and uh, it asks for damages in excess of $25,000. I'm assuming that those are legal terms of art to make sure that it gets placed in the right court. Um, but in addition to the financial damages, does your client, does Logan, want anything else, or is that uh, is it possible to ask for anything else? So, for example, the resignation of the leadership at Canacook or other kinds of actions or steps that Canacook would take, is is that beyond the purview of this kind of a lawsuit, or is that something that you will be asking for or hoping for in this uh, particular lawsuit? Well, well the, the answer is really both. Um, it, it is beyond the purview. I mean, unfortunately, all we can do in the civil courts is is retain some sort of compensation for or the claims that are being brought, um, but I, I think the the goal of of Logan and you know and anybody who is like I said been been victimized by Canacuck is is to um, is to not only remove Joe White, but if that doesn't happen, then you know shut shut down the camp if if they're unable to um, you know if they're unable to fix this systemic issue that has been poisoning their their kind of you know leadership well, if you will. For like I said, the better part of two decades, um, there you know there is not a an act an action or an active call right now for that to happen. Um, but obviously, if if we are successful and if others do come forward and they do want to file similar lawsuits, you know m- money has money money has a way of of obviously making it hard to run a business. So um, whether that you know down the line that that is Canacuck is 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 faced with bankruptcy. Or whether um, you know Canacuck chooses to change their ways or or cease to exist. I mean, obviously, the the goal here is to make sure no one else is is abused at the hands of Canacuck or their you know leadership. 
Uh, I know that, uh, you know, as, as uh, Yogi Berra famously said, predictions are dangerous, especially predictions about the future. But I'm going to ask you to look into the future just a little bit. You filed this lawsuit uh, on Friday, and, um, and you're asking for a jury trial. You can't predict the outcome of a jury trial, of course. You might be able to predict, though, some of the next steps in this process. Can you tell me what you think the next steps in this process will be? Sure. We anticipate a, 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 I mean, a robust defense from from Canacuck and and their attorneys. Uh, in the legal process here, we're we're probably going to face um, right out the gates. We're going to probably face a motion to dismiss um, for for some of the you know questions you've been asking is how how can he bring this? How can Logan bring this claim? Um, you know, this this happened so long ago. Um, so there are certain statute of limitations that, that they can try to use as a defense. Um, they're going to say, um, you know, they could say, I guess, that he is precluded from bringing a lawsuit because he's already settled and he has signed a non-disclosure. Obviously, that is all webbed into the, the fraud claims that are being pursued here. Past that stage, there will be a pretty lengthy, you know, if we're able to survive the motion to dismiss, which, which we, we, we think we will. There would be a robust discovery stage, and then there will be uh, motions for summary judgment, which is a uh, legal mechanism used to kind of stop the lawsuit right then and there based on legal principles only. So if there are facts in dispute, we will be able to continue to a jury trial. If the law disagrees with, with with our claims and with with our, our pursuit in the petition, then, um, you know, that will be the second defense we will run into. Well, Robert Thrasher, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, before we go, any final, as you attorneys say, do you have a closing argument here? Do you have any final words you want to say before we go? You know, I'll just, I'm going to, I'm just going to let Logan kind of speak through me. I mean, he's, he's a fighter as, as so many survivors and victims that, you know, he's talked to and we've spoken to that they are, they've been, you know, they, they kind of had the wool pulled over their eyes. And luckily, you know, we think we have, we have an opening here where, like I said, we can, we can give Logan his voice um, and everybody else their voices back. And that's, that's really what we're trying to do. Uh, Robert Thrasher representing Logan Yandel and in, uh, in a lawsuit against Ken Cook. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening in on my conversation with Robert Thrasher, the attorney for Logan Yandel, who has filed a lawsuit for fraud against Canacook Ministries. You can read our article about the lawsuit and all of our coverage of Canacook Ministries by going to ministrywatch.com and typing Canacook into the search engine. Before we go, I'd like to remind you that Giving Tuesday is coming up next week, the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Over the past few years, this global day of giving has evolved into a significant event, both for us and for other nonprofits around the country. If you can make a gift to us on Giving Tuesday, we'd be grateful. Just go to ministrywatch.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page. 
I also want to remind you that there's an easy and free way that you can support this program. Just rate us on your podcast app. The more ratings we get, the higher we rank with search engines, and that means that people can find us more easily. Rating us just takes a few seconds, and it doesn't cost you a dime. It's a free, easy, and important way that you can support the Ministry Watch podcast. The producers for today's program are Rich Rosell and Jeff McIntosh. We get database and other technical support from Stephen DeBerry, Emily Kern, Rod Pitzer, Kim Roberts, Christina Darnell, Ann Stike, and Casey Suddeth. I'm Warren Smith, and until next time, may God bless you.